<laughs> hey guys, welcome to our, you know what, I actually don't quite know episode of NYT Antics because I will be uploading these in a different way because we have big exciting news. We are going to be operating NYT Antics on a new sort of scale. So first exciting news is that if you are watching this and seeing me talk to you, we have a YouTube channel where we're going to be uploading these versions of the podcast uh, so that you can see our faces because more fun happens when you can <laughs> see the faces that are speaking. I feel like I would rather watch a video than listen to a podcast, but that's just me personally. Um, but the podcast will still be going up strong and we will be planning on filming many different episodes of a podcast in one sitting so that we can upload them for a few weeks and make sure you guys have content coming out um, more regularly than we are used to. So today we are going to be doing some fun recaps of Little Mermaid and Matilda, but talking about more specific things because we have tons of cool talent. If y'all didn't know, Little Mermaid and Matilda were both filmed, so you can actually go watch those. You can find the Vimeo link by talking to a cast member or anything like that. Um, McKenna will probably redirect you to that if she, if you reach out to her. Yes. Uh, the shows were filmed uh, with a small live audience of a few people, and I got to see Little Mermaid, and it was so, so good. I loved it. My mind was blown because, if you guys don't know, their process ended up lasting probably about six months, five months, six months. Seven. It was seven months. Seven it's months, a crazy yeah. long process for a show. I remember I did Narnia with NYT and that lasted three months. And I remember being just done being like three months <laughs> is too much for one show. I can't imagine doing seven months, but they pulled it through and they didn't just like pull it through. They killed it. Like it was so good to watch and I loved it. Um, so we're going to be talking with our first guest today, McKenna McDaniel. She played Ursula. Um, do you want to just tell us like your experience, overall your experience with the show with coronavirus and everything, how you felt about it? No. Oh, so, um, <laughs> as I was saying, I that up for yes, you. I w- there, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely will. So, yes, this show was seven months. Oh, my goodness. We auditioned it in January on the 19th, and we ended it on the 25th of July. Oh, my. So, um, t- I'll take you back to the beginning with me. So, I tried out for Ursula. Um, I heard that they were doing Little Mermaid, and funny enough, yeah. I did Little Mermaid was my first show, and I did it when I was nine years old. Mm, me too, me too. And, okay, um, I was a little crab, <laughs> and so this next time, so I heard they were doing Little Mermaid again, and those of you who don't know me, uh, Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Killer. So, um, when I heard they were going to do it, I automatically, no hesitation, Ursula. Yeah. And I was always an aerial kid growing up. I was always like a, huh? I was always yeah. like, that's me. <laughs> I'm like nobody else. Yeah, that's yeah. me. And then, um, and then I automatically went to Ursula. I don't know why. I was like, she's so delicious. Yeah. I was like, she's so, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I did the whole audition process, um, got the role. And so everything yes. was going great. And then we hit middle of March <laughs> and COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so when COVID happened, I more, more or less thought of, what my schooling's going to be like, what my life's going to be like, not necessarily thinking like automatically Little Mermaid yeah. until I heard we were doing Zoom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so how's that going to happen? Because <laughs> we can be a little pitchy on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the internet's not working. Yeah. And I got on Zoom. And so we did drama a few weeks. I was like, okay, this works. And then mm-hmm. we went to singing and I was like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> like, so do you want to FaceTime Mr. Horn or what are we going to do? <laughs> Um, so we went to Zoom for a while. We, we ended up doing Zoom for two months. Yeah. Two or three months. Oh, my gosh. Until they, um, and so it wasn't every week. They 
Um, and so it was just, it was hard because they set a deadline of when you need to learn your lines. And so I was ready by that May performance. Yeah. I was all in Ursula. And so when they put it back, it was a little hesitation. It was Mm -hmm. a little like by the time we came back in person in like June, it was like, what's my lines? Yeah. 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 (laughs) What, what character am I? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that was, that was difficult, but in Ju- and when we got to July, I thought I would be out of the character. Mm-hmm. I honestly did. Long- my longest show I've ever been, I thought I'd be out of character. But I put on the costume and those yeah. wood blocks that were sitting on my hips. And I was <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, let's yeah. be mean. <laughs> exactly. No, that's awesome. And I think that that is very true of most shows. Even as It's cool that it worked for a seven-month period. But mm-hmm. I know that sometimes you can start to get bored at the character or even not even bored, just like stagnant. You feel like this is, I've done all that I can do. There's no development left. And then you put on that costume or you put on that wig or you like put on that crazy makeup and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. like there's something different now. Like I can feel it. And stuff changes even when there's an audience in the room, like reacting to what you're doing. And like, you have to think about like other humans watching you. That's not just like David Horn, you know, Um, (laughs) which I think is cool. Tell me, so you said that you, you've been an aerial kid your whole life. I was yeah. an aerial kid too, definitely. But I found that as I've gotten older, I've felt the same way where I've been more drawn to playing like the funny villain roles. Mm-hmm. What specifically drew you to Ursula? Well, if you know my family, McDaniels, we love villains. We're all villains. <laughs> um, but what drew me to Ursula is just like I said, she's so delicious. Yeah. She's so invi- she's so enticing yet yes. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be so like you watch her and you're like, I want to be her, but also ugh. And and her body language and how she moves and stuff like that is so is so cool. And I'm like, oh, I could eat that up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because I'm so body anyway. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that is so me. How did you get into, like, the body language of Ursula? Like, what sort of things did you think about? <laughs> like, did you lead with your hips? Do you want to tell us that David Horn story, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Thank the Okay, Lord. so, uh, Mr. Horn, can I show? Oh, can we I? do have videos. Okay, so you can so just I give can, us a little demonstration. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story, then I'll, I'll show you a little bit. Um, if you're listening on podcast, I apologize. Just imagine... The worst Ursula you've probably <laughs> ever seen. Like I'm talking about, like run down, like free <laughs> Ursula at kids at kids party. But That's literally, awesome. he had me. Okay, so Mr. Horn, going into it. So Ursula, her center of gravity is obviously in her hips, mm-hmm. and so she's all moving her hips and her shoulders. And yeah. It's all about like moving and her bust and stuff like that. And so um, Mr. Horn was trying to help me the first couple weeks and said that I needed to do Ursula where um, I would be moving my hips and almost drawing like a figure eight, but also making uh, lifting my legs so high <laughs> that my whole costume would move. So you mm. can see that I'm, a, I'm an octopus. Yeah. So I'll just show uh, Tune into that YouTube video, guys. And you know, do not yeah, want to miss this. But um, he, he had us... Yeah, he had me do that, and he wanted me to do that um, every time I was on stage. Yes. And especially for body language. Yes. He wanted me to, like, jump and do something. <laughs> and I was like, mm. Good suggestion. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, but the way that you did have your body language on stage was so, like, convincing. I loved it. I think... Okay, so I know growing up watching Little Mermaid, first I, she clearly has tentacles in the movie. Oh, yeah. But I... Just didn't realize. <laughs> I was just like, nope, that's just a woman in the water. <laughs> you know, like the mermaids and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I think it took until like I saw it on stage with the tentacles and like moving around my first, like being in the show where I was like, oh my gosh, wait, 
Ursula was an octopus. (laughs) Wait, what the heck? And that was a whole big thing. So I think that's kind of a funny thing about being on stage is that um, the body language and all that is Mm -hmm. so central to how you play your character. What Mm -hmm. do you think was the most challenging part of playing the role of Ursula? Probably for a lot of people would be being mean, but that was not, (laughs) that was not a, that was not a role for me. Probably the manipulation. Yeah. Because it's all about manipulation. You you can either play it right or you can easily play it wrong. Yeah. You have to play manipulation convincing Mm -hmm. and the devil's very manipulative. And so, um, there's, and so I just read a book called Paradise Lost Mm -hmm. where it's from the devil's perspective and it's written like in 1500 by John Bunyan. And so I was, Mm. I read that book for school and so and I, once I got the role, I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I started to look at that, started to look at some of the devil's motives because yeah. you have to play you have to play it correct. Because mm-hmm. if, if I'm not going to convince Ariel that she needs to give me her voice, the whole show's off. Exactly. That's actually very, very interesting. And if you, if you sell it where it's like cheesy motivation and cheesy manipulation and mm-hmm. Ariel's like, okay, fine, that hurts or Ariel too. Like mm-hmm. it makes you think not only is she dumb, like she's the dumbest. Like, cause Ariel, you can't, I don't think you can just, if you do that, you end up, I feel like disliking Ariel Absolutely. to the point where you're like, you did this to yourself. Look how dumb you were. Exactly. Like she clearly wasn't like trustworthy, but if you play your trustworthy role, right, the whole rest of the show kind of comes together. And I think you were definitely a, like a defining puzzle piece in creating a good story with Little Mermaid. And I think you killed that, obviously. Um, What was your, I guess, favorite song? Because I I didn't know you had multiple songs. I I thought Ursula just sings Poor Unfortunate Souls, and then you came out and you sang, and I was like, oh, I hope she comes out again. And she did. (laughs) Um, So what was your favorite song? And please tell me why. My favorite song. Okay, so let me think, let me think. Funny enough, it's probably not Poor Unfortunate Souls. Mm -hmm. I love Poor Unfortunate Souls. Trust me, I I love Poor Unfortunate Mm -hmm. Souls. But... I think I love Poor Unfortunate Souls reprise more yes. because I didn't because I didn't under because I didn't know it was in the show already because mm-hmm. we already know Ursula has this big Poor Unfortunate Souls moment body language mm-hmm. we're convincing Ariel yeah and then Daddy's Little Angel came in which is completely new to me so I was like this is pretty cool um but I don't know Poor Unfortunate Souls is when you truly see Ursula's evil mm-hmm. is that when you truly see she is a bad She's a mm-hmm. bad person. And when she comes in and it's like, the oceans belong to me, she goes, finally, it's mine. Then mm-hmm. you get that little, like, evil, like, I won moment. Mm-hmm. And it was so good to play. It was yeah. so, like, it was so, um, I don't even know how the words. Yeah. <laughs> People on YouTube were like, yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. so cool to play that. What is the difference, for the people who haven't seen this show yet, um, between so. Poor Unfortunate Souls the first time she sings it and then the reprise? Like, what has changed in the show? So Poor Unfortunate Souls reprise. Nope. Poor Unfortunate Souls, <laughs> she's convincing Ariel. Mm-hmm. Poor Unfortunate Souls, she's she's convincing Ariel first she starts out very she starts out very sweet like I'm such a good person Mm -hmm. and it turns into manipulation by fear Mm -hmm. and it turns into sign it Mm -hmm. you need to sign it I'm done with you yeah and so she gets scared because she doesn't want that to go away and so I'm convincing her by the time we get to poor unfortunate souls reprise honey she has been convinced yes she got her voice snatched Mm -hmm. (laughs) she got it taken away again (laughs) she got to give him back and so by the time we go to poor unfortunate souls reprise I'm fed up. Yeah. I'm done. She keeps testing me. And so, um, as Ursula, not me, yeah. <laughs> um, as Ursula, she keeps testing her. And she's like, this is, I'm done. I am got your daughter because mm-hmm. I'm talking to Triton during yeah. it. I got your daughter. She's mine. And now I'm going to get you too. It's all about winning for her. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not awesome. But like, it is very interesting <laughs> to see how that changes. Because in the first one, she's trying to like 
-hmm. the audience changes. Her first audience is like this poor, like this naive little girl, Ariel, Mm -hmm. who's a little bit easier. And then you come in with that same confidence of convincing Ariel Mm -hmm. with that song with Triton. (laughs) um, And he's like this big, powerful underwater like authority. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you go into it, like you build up that, um, that confidence and that courage by, um, by winning over and over again, by manipulating Mm -hmm. Ariel, I think is really interesting. And you see that pretty cool. What do you think if, in theater, a lot of times what we talk about is tactics. We talk about yes. how we get what we want in our objective. So obviously your objective is in this, overall your objective is probably to win, mm-hmm. to succeed, to mm-hmm. um, gain power, right? Yeah. Um, but when you're with Ariel, your objective is to convince her, right? Yes. And to convince is actually a very common uh, goal, a common mm-hmm. objective when it comes to acting on stage. So what do you think were some of Ursula's that the tactics that you found while you were acting as Ursula that helped in that poor, unfortunate souls, that first song? Definitely, definitely. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely, obviously manipulation. But mm-hmm. if we go deeper than that, um, a, a lot of what I use funny enough, which is an acting tip is inflection of voice. Mm-hmm. I used a lot of that. I, um, in the script, there was a lot of, um, she called her sweetheart. baby yeah. It was a lot of that sweet, but I would inflect it. So it wouldn't be mean. I wouldn't be like sweetheart. It wouldn't yeah. be mean. It'd be like sweetheart. Like yeah. I feel you. I, I start to use that inflection to show her that I am, we are the same. Yeah. And so there, that's a form of manipulation. So, Definitely. um, and then a lot of it was body language as well so Mm -hmm. at the end of poor unfortunate souls ursula is i mean we had just done the body language part she is um angry she is trying to convince ariel so it's Mm -hmm. all she's moving her body but at the beginning it's kind of slow like molasses Mm -hmm. it's kind of slow and sweet yeah like i do move my hips i move my tentacles but not so much to scare her Mm -hmm. off yeah but to invite her in like oh what is she doing yeah i think also another tactic that i saw that you used maybe unintentionally but it was super super effective was the pace that with which you spoke which you kind of just went over but like um you talk very slow you make sure she's getting every detail you're making Mm -hmm. sure that she's understanding and then as the song ramps up like you were talking about your your you start speeding up the song mm-hmm. starts speeding up your movements are speeding up um and i think that's a really interesting tactic as an actor is looking at um the pace at which you speak because if you talk super 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 fast it can convey one thing but if you talk slow and you live in each detail it can compl- convey a complete other thing you know mm-hmm. um yeah what time are we at what time is it it's 205 all right so thank you so much for coming on mckenna i appreciate you talking about your character it's such interesting stuff villains are really fun to play but let's you know we're glad that you're not a villain in real life right (laughs) (laughs) high five on freeze frame (laughs) (laughs) wait hold on one Mighty antics.